You're listening to WCMP's Sports Podcast, East Central Minnesota's leader in high school sports coverage. This week on Local Sports Weekly, we're going to be talking with the head coach of the Hinkley Finlayson Robotics team, Joe Ranger, as they approach their upcoming competition date. We'll also hear from head coach Kyle Allen of the Pine City Boys basketball team, Jeremy Albright of the Rush City Boys basketball team, and Grant Nickel of the Pine City Boys hockey team. The girls' hockey season is over for all area teams. They have uh, all lost in the first round of the section tournament. That is the first of the winter sports seasons to be done. So we're going to just uh, recap boys basketball for the week girls basketball pine city boys hockey actually all boys hockey across the board is done for the regular season so we'll put a quick recap on the season for that we're also going to talk more about the section 5a tournament that's coming up here uh, next week and so we're going to give our opinion on what that looks like as well here on local sports weekly on uh, wcmp i'm andrew duvall let's start first with the pine city boys basketball team the dragons extended their winning streak to 11 straight games this past week now now sitting with a regular season record of 18 and three. They got wins at Duluth Marshall at two harbors at Bram and at Onamia. all wins on the road there. That's tough traveling that much here for the Pine City Dragons, but they ended up picking up uh, four nice wins there over the last week. Another game against Bram tonight. This one's at home. This is a remake of a game that was missed earlier in the year. And then Ogilvy and Foley at home before two road games against Moose Lake Willow River. And then of course that big season ender at Hinkley Finlayson right now, the Dragons are sitting at the five spot in the section. Probably won't move up kind of based on how QRF is and the rest of the teams they play in the section. They could drop down a little bit if they end up losing to Foley. So that's the important game along with that Hinkley Finlayson game at the end of the season that uh, if they want to not split the conference title with Hinkley Finlayson. Here's head coach Kyle Allen from this week's Dragon Hoop Show. Um, going to Duluth Marshall, we knew it was going to be a tough game. They're scoring a lot of points. Another team that's really improved over the last few years. We came out with a bang. I was really happy with how we executed coming out. We really did a nice job all the way through into the second half. And uh, Nick Hansman came out and hit the first three threes of the game. Uh, it really started with a lot of energy on the defensive end and rebounding. Um, Nick Hansman had seven rebounds. Christian Fromm had seven rebounds. Chris Trudeau and Seth Logan both had six rebounds. Coleman Lynn had five. It was it was a nice team effort all the way around through. We we tried some different lineups in the second half, tried some different things, putting some guys in some new roles. And Duluth Marshall was able to make a, a nice run at the end and, and cut the game closer than what it was. But we were willing to let that happen. We were willing to, to do that, to give that experience to those guys. And we knew we were playing the next day. Moving on now to Rush City. The boys basketball team sits at nine and eight on the year. BD Central this past week before losing to Royalton 63-56. It's a tough loss there for the Tigers. They really wanted that one. Right now they're towards the bottom of their section. That win against Royalton could have bumped them up a few spots, but uh, that, that loss uh, really probably will keep them down there. Probably looking at a first-round playoff game against St. Cloud Cathedral and a really tough go there for the playoffs for the Rush City Boys basketball team. Here's head coach Jeremy Albright during this week's Tiger Hoop Show. Uh, starting off a little sluggish. Um, I don't know, you know, probably having a week off from a game is maybe that more than anything. I know we were also down a kid. Uh, we, had one, we had one of our juniors, Brandon Gold, that usually comes off the bench and plays well for us. He was gone that night sick. Uh, we started off a little sluggish. We Towards, the, I'd say, maybe the last seven minutes of the first half, we started kind of coming back together, um, doing things we were supposed to. We uh, Zane Hahn hit a three at the buzzer to put us up, I think, by 11. And we had a really good sequence to begin the second half. We started off with the ball, ran a good, ran a good set, you know, did exactly what we were supposed to, got the ball in to uh, one of our posts who scored, got fouled, 
missed a free throw, but we got the rebound and kicked it back out for a three. So, you know, anytime you can start off a half with a, you know, a five-point possession. You can listen to both the Dragon and Tiger Hoop shows in full at WCMPRadio.com. Hinkley Finlayson boys basketball right now at 15-6 and six on the season. Won all four games they played this week, beating Virginia, International Falls, Barnum, and Ogilvy. They are at Isle tonight on Friday, and then next week at home against Mora and Rush City. Uh, looking forward to that March 1st game against Pine City. They're trying to get a share of that conference championship with a win on March 1st against Pine City, so that coming up here soon. They are likely right now to be the number one seed, Section 5A. Remember what they did last year? They rolled through the section tournament before uh, taking home the consolation championship in the state basketball tournaments. They have a very good chance to make it back to state this year right now, holding on to that number one seed in Section 5A. Bram boys basketball 12 and 10 on the year lost to Uppsala and Pine City beat East Central. They play Pine City again and then three more games left in the regular season. East Central boys basketball 3 and 15 picked up two nice wins this week. One against Isle, one against McGregor. They have six games left. Uh, a couple more chances to pick up a couple more wins in games like Ogilvy and Onamia to try to end the season on a little bit better note. Otherwise, it's been a tough year. For your Great River Conference update in boys basketball, nothing has changed. The seeding stayed the exact same. Pine City, uh, the number one team, Hinkley in second, Bram three, Rush City, Isle, Onamia, East Central, Ogilvy. That one, if you look at things, there's a couple teams there in the middle with Bram, Rush City, Isle, Onamia. They could kind of jostle for position, but the top two, bottom two teams will stay pretty much the same. Uh, like we've said this a dozen times, but if Hinkley can beat Pine City, they would end up with a share. Otherwise, uh, that's going to stay like it is right now, one and two. Mora boys basketball is at eight and eleven on the year. They lost back to back games this week against Foley and Becker. Currently ninth in the section. They'd like to just move up one more spot. If they could win a couple more games here to wrap up the regular season, they could move up one more spot. They get a home playoff game if they can do that. So the nine spot, that eight nine matchup, eight is at home. You know, nine obviously on the road. So they're currently at ninth. They want to get that win and get that home playoff game, and then that would move them forward. Uh, you know better chance at moving on here in the playoffs. North Branch boys basketball 4-16 and 16 on the year. Just one game this week was a loss to Chisago Lakes. They got Hibbing on Friday and then Cambridge and Princeton coming up here in the next week. The Cambridge Sandy boys basketball team's at 12-8. and eight. They won two games against Big Lake at St. Francis. Then they lost a really close one to St. Michael Albertville, who's number one in their conference. Right now, they are number two in their section right behind Blaine. So hoping to try to put together a nice little run there towards the end of the season. You're listening here to Local Sports Weekly on WCMP. Amanda Duvall moving on now to girls basketball. Pine City girls basketball at 18 and 5 on the year. Lost that one to Rush City last week. We talked to head coach Ted Haas in the last podcast. Kind of a preview of that game last Saturday. We're really looking forward to that one. And it's just Rush City keeping the Dragons at bay. Not quite able to get over the top. Uh, Spoiler alert next year is the year that I think Pine City gets over the top of Rush City and uh, takes that Great River Conference Championship. Uh, so, But uh, we, we'll talk about that. i got plenty of time to talk about that later on. Uh, Pine City did pick up a really nice win this week over Malacca, 84-63. That means a lot for the playoffs. Pine City currently sits at 7th in the section and probably will not move a whole lot, which is three games left. They could possibly end up playing Malacca again in the first round. So that win, win kept them over the top of Malacca in, heading into the section playoffs. 
and just uh, also a confidence booster. You just beat that team by 21 points. So if you end up playing them in the first round, that uh, that goes a lot for the mental aspect heading into the playoffs. Rush City Girls basketball with now 16 wins in a row. They are now at 18 and one on the season. Clinched the conference again with the win over Pine City. 50 straight conference wins with the win over Ogilvy. Ogilvy, that's dating back to the 2016 season. They also picked up a really nice win over Minneapolis North this week. Just trying to finish strong. A couple more games left. Currently the number two seed in the playoffs right behind the defending champs, Sox Center. We'll see. This might be the year that uh, Rush City is able to finally get over the top. All these conference championships, these conference wins are great, but the the team is, it's kind of the same thing as we're going to talk about here in a little bit with Pine City Boys Hockey. They love winning that conference. They love beating up on these teams. Don't get me wrong, but they they want to take that next, next step and get to the state tournament. Sox Center has been the team that's kept them away from it last year, losing to St. Cloud Cathedral. And so Rush City Girls Basketball trying to get over the top there this year. Hinkley, Finless, and Girls, 6-16, six and 16, but they had a really good week this week. Three wins against Ogilvy, Renshaw, and Hill City. Uh, did lose to Bram. The Bram girls are 9-14 and 14 right now. They won both of their games this week against Barnum and then Hinkley Finlayson. They got three games left, East Central Isle, and then they wrap up the season against Pine City. The East Central girls basketball team also won both of their games this week. It's, this was a much better week for girls basketball. Last week we were talking in the, the podcast, it was we were rattling through and almost everybody, you know, except for our top two teams here, had lost all their games. This week's a little different with East Central winning both of their games. They've now won three in a row. They got three games left, Bram, Onamia, and Isle. Great River Conference update. Very similar to the boys' side. Not a lot moving around. Rush City clinched the conference at 13 and 0 Pine City right behind them at 10 and 2 Bram did move up a couple spots here they're now at 7 and 4 Ogilvy 6 and 6 East Central 5 and 6 Onamia 4 and 8 Hinkley Finlayson and then Isle to wrap up the conference Mora girls basketball broke their long losing streak with a win over Little Falls that was the first conference win they picked up this year and now they said it's 6 and 16 on the air play Onamia and then Albany to wrap up the season North Branch girls basketball at 5 and 14 lost their only game this week they got two games left Cambridge Isani and Prince and the Cambridge Isani girls basketball team at 14 and nine beat St. Francis. They play North Branch and Duluth East. They're second in their section right now, uh, right behind Forest Lake here on local sports weekly coming up in a little bit. We're going to talk to Joe Ranger, the uh, head coach of the Hinkley Finlayson robotics team. But first let's talk hockey Pine city boys, hockey 15, nine and two to end the season. They went 12, one and one down there. The last stretch of 14 games, a really bad loss this week on Tuesday to Proctor six to one. But uh, as head coach Grant Nickel would say here, they wanted to uh, finish the year strong with the win over Gentry Academy and completely forget about that game against Proctor. Here's head coach Grant Nickel in our conversation we had after the Gentry Academy game. So now we really forget Tuesday ever happened and we move forward with this pace, this tempo going into playoffs. Uh, this is a team you didn't really know a whole ton about going into this game. And... Uh, <laughs> Um, <laughs> they're a good hockey team to play tonight. Yeah, yeah, their top two guys are—they're um, good. Yeah. I mean, they—they they can shoot. They got wiggle. They're fast. They—they were very, very good. Yeah. Um, and you know what? Our defensemen did a phenomenal job. I probably should have sent the whole team four over yeah. here to get cheeseburgers because they did a wonderful job of shutting their big dogs down. You know, they played the body, didn't bite on. Those quick moves, it was good. We'll talk more about Pine City here in a little bit. Section 5A, we're going to kind of uh, give a quick preview of the tournament. 
break down kind of where we think those uh, teams are going to end up. Mora Malacca right now, 15 and nine. They lost a really bad game in Soccer Rapids, eight to eight to two. That hurts a lot. That's going to drop them down a little bit in the section seating. Uh, they did beat Highland Park seven to four to wrap up second place in the conference. Pine City won the Two Rivers Conference for the fourth straight year. Mora ended up in second. North Branch at 14-7-2. Still have two games left to play this weekend. Everybody else is pretty much wrapped up. Uh, They did pick up a nice win this week, beating Princeton 6-5 in overtime. That uh, If Princeton could have won that game, that would have really thrown a wrench in the Section 5A tournament. Cambridge Isani ended the year with four straight losses. They end the year at 3-21 in the year. They're going to be the number 9 seed in Section 7-2A. Only team in our listening area that's not in Section 5A. They're in Section 7-2A and they're going to play St. Francis, who's the number 8 Eight seed uh, winner of that game will play Andover in the first round. So section 5A update coaches vote section. This is coming up here this Sunday. They're going to sit down and they're going to vote on where these teams are going to be. So as I've said before, I'm, I'm going to kind of preface this again since we're getting so close. Um, this is my opinion. This is where I think these teams are going to end up uh, coming up here on Sunday. We're going to have a full article and, and uh, Monday morning we're going to be discussing where these teams actually are and we'll talk about that. Maybe we'll have to do a special podcast on Monday just to discuss this section 5A tournament when this comes out. But this that's not what this is. This is where I think the section is going to be. I think Monticello right now is a clear-cut number one favorite. They're 8-1-1. One, and one. They beat Princeton and Chisago Lakes this week. If one of those teams is able to knock them off, they maybe could have had a chance to drop down. But Monticello, 8-1-1. One, and one. They've been the number one seed the last couple of years. They're going to be that again this year. It's their section right now, and everybody else needs to try to beat them. North Branch, 5-3-1. and one. They will be the second seed. Uh, once again, Princeton, they beat them earlier this week. A loss there maybe would have dropped them down, but I think North Branch has got that number two spot locked up for the second straight year. Chisago Lakes at 7-4, and four, lost to North Branch, lost to Princeton as well, but uh, they beat Pine City twice, and so I think that's what's going to give Chisago Lakes that three spot. If they would have ended up, uh, if Pine City would have been able to win one of those games against Chisago Lakes, maybe you could see the Dragons moving up to a three spot, but uh, Chisago Lakes, they're going to end up with that three Pine City at the four spot. They beat Princeton. That gives them a home playoff game. Pine City's 8-4-2 in the section. The two ties against the two number one teams. They have a couple bad losses in the section, but that doesn't matter. We're going to keep Pine City right at that four spot and give them a home playoff game. Princeton at five and six. They might get that four. They shouldn't. But we've seen weirder things happen in the Section 5A uh, seating meetings, so we'll see. But uh, that Pine City-Princeton game, it was a great game in the regular season overtime. It's always a great game when they meet in the playoffs. We're looking forward to that. I hope this is actually how the section seedings go. Soccer Rapids moved up a couple spots with their win over Mora to get the sixth spot. Mora 7, Northern Lakes, Becker, Moose Lake legacy to wrap up the uh, the rest of section 5A. So the way this looks now, the play-in games uh, will be, this is once again, my predictions, way things are going to be, not exactly locked in stone yet. Uh, and, you know, if you're listening to this on Monday, I'm sorry, uh, we probably got this all wrong and we'll do another one to make up for it. But anyway, Sock Rapids will take on Legacy, Mora, Moose Lake, and then Northern Lakes against Becker. Uh, Monticello play the winner of Northern Lakes against Becker. Probably going to be Northern Lakes. They beat Becker 7-1. And if you remember, or look back a little bit, if you're not paying as close attention as I am, I'll give you a little tidbit. Northern Lakes took Monticello to overtime earlier in the year. I'm not saying that that's on upset alert. Just pointing out the fact. Monticello and Northern Lakes played an overtime game earlier in the year. North Branch would play Mora then in the first round. 
I've said it before. This section has no easy games. That North Branch Mora game could be close. I wouldn't want to play Mora right now in the playoffs. And so there's a, there's a chance there as well. Same thing with Sock Rapids against Chisago Lakes. That's not a lock-in game either. Uh, Sock Rapids is a really good player in Damon Dodge. Gets a couple penalties, gets on the power play a few times, pops a couple power play goals. You know, things could happen there. And then the four versus five, Pine City at home against Princeton. And that will be one of the best games we will see all season long. So that's where I think the Section 5A tournament is going to end up. We'll, of course, be talking more about it on WCMP. Listen to the morning show, 745 and 845 on Monday morning. And we'll have a full breakdown of where the seedings actually end up and see how close I am to that. So uh, that's been our wrap up here for Pine City Boys Hockey across the board here on Local Sports Weekly on WCMP. Up next, we're going to be talking to the head coach of the Hinkley Finlayson Robotics team, Joe Ranger, here on Local Sports Weekly on WCMP. Joe, thank you so much for joining me here today. Thank you for having me. Uh, first, real quick, for a brief overview for somebody listening that uh, this is maybe the very first time they even uh, heard of robotics and had no clue that Hinkley Finlayson even had this team. What is robotics? Um, robotics for us at the high school follows first robotics, and it's a national and international wide competition where students are given a specific task usually some sort of game, it's a game, where you have six weeks to build a competition-ready robot that will do this task, and then you travel to regional sites. We travel to the deck in Duluth, where you will team up with two other schools and play um, the game, and you compete as a team in alliance. Um, mm. This year, it's called First um, Deep Space, and the theme is um, going to space, so we have a, a competition for that. Uh, who is like who's eligible to participate in this? Um, well, right now um, our team is mostly made up of ninth through twelfth graders um, for the first competition. We do have some aspiring seventh and eighth graders that are interested, and in. they get to come in and just see what's happening. But it's a it's a high school team. It's actually. Minnesota State High School League is starting to get into it now, too. So we do follow all of those kinds of rules and standards, and they have state competitions and, and that stuff, too. Uh, I'm going to put you on the spot here, and, and hopefully you can remember this, but uh, who do you have on the team right now? Um, I have a whole bunch of seniors this year, and some of them are like Connor Romans and, and Trevor Nolan, some of the local kids that are actually in some bigger sports that you see on the football teams and stuff like that. Nick Olander. Um, I have other kids that aren't particularly in some of those sports as well, but like Holly Seibrand, um, Isaiah Swanson, Brandon Jansen. We do have a, just a, a good mix of boys and girls that are, you know, participating in something that's not quite as sports-related as you'd think for stereotypical sports yeah uh you say you've got a like a six week build time leading up to the competition what does that look like when do you guys get together how long do you typically get together does it run like a typical sports a couple hours after school yes so um the first weekend in january is the big game reveal where we travel up to duluth and learn what our task is and then we get some parts provided by first as we register and then from there we have six weeks so it does work like um, normal sports kind of where we go after school 
Monday through Friday from, you know, 310 to, to 536 o'clock. And then we even come in on Saturdays from about 9 to 1, give or take, to um, keep working on the robot. Sometimes those build sessions go longer. Sometimes they go shorter. Um, but generally every day we, we run that same kind of schedule. So you've got uh, yourself and the students included have uh, a lot of time and energy invested in this. Well, with a six-week program, see, what, what the thing of it is, is um, they say it's a six-week build period because on February 19th, is our last day to build. They have what's called a stop build day. So every team around the country and around the world on February 19th has to put their robot in basically a giant Ziploc bag that we zip tie shut and we can't touch it again until we go up to the competition. So everybody kind of follows an honor code where it's like on this day at midnight um, Eastern time, you got to put this thing in a bag and you've got to be done. So it is really a time crunch where you put a lot of time and effort in a very short amount of time. Uh, remind us again, what is the date of the competition you have coming up? We are going to the deck in Duluth. We will be up there March 7th, 8th, and 9th. Whole weekend full of robot activity. And then um, if I wanted to go watch that, okay, is that something the public can just go hang out and see? Yep, that's it's a totally free, free thing. Um, the only thing the deck does is ask you to pay for parking. Um, and when you show up there, there's two sides. There's over, I think, 100, generally 100 to 120 teams there from Minnesota, Wisconsin, Canada. We've had teams come to the Duluth Regional Competition from Australia, from Sweden and Norway. And it's totally free. You just show up and watch the action happen. It's awesome. Uh, how else can you get uh, involved? If I'm a member of the general public, this is something that interests me. What else are you guys looking for help on? Um, we're always looking for help with people that are, you know, that are coming from different diverse backgrounds. I'm a physics teacher. I'm not an engineer by trade, but it's always great to have people that are willing to work with you know a younger generation of kids to, to show them ideas in engineering and design and even we have a section the robot has to be coded so we do coding i mean it's really a big robust area where you're not just doing one thing you have to not only do you have to build and fabricate you have to design you have to code implement and then you know fix as things go not according to plan yeah, what, uh, is there anything else that uh, you kind of wanted to get out here to the uh, the public? Like I said, anybody listening at home that uh, you wanted people to know about the robotics team? Well, you know, the, these, these kids put a, a lot of time and effort into it, and if people want to check out and maybe they don't have any idea what robotics is, we do have a, a Facebook page, um, I think it's HF Robotics, where they can get pictures and, and see what we're doing if they want to contact me to, to just ask or if they're interested in, in just coming to see. We're going to try to have an open house maybe before the competition or after to just get people to come in and see and get a little demonstration of what it is because a lot of times when people think about robotics and kids working on it, they might think of Legos or, or something like that. And this thing is a, this thing is a big robot. It's, a, it's 120 pounds. It's four feet tall. You know, it's 130 
inches all the way or, or diameter area like it's a big thing and, oh, yeah. it, and it's really cool yeah i was looking at your guys's facebook page and watching some of the videos and things you sent me and uh this is this is not a small task these kids are, are working on it's not the stuff i did when i was a kid it's uh it's a pretty like you just said it's it's a pretty big deal yeah it's not it's not like your stereotypical erector set like these kids are are in the metal shop. They are measuring aluminum. We're cutting and and grinding and sanding and measuring and drilling and all that stuff. Where it's a, it's a quite a big fabrication schedule to get things done. Well, sounds good, Joe. Thank you uh, for joining us, and uh, we will uh, follow up with you here around the uh, time of the competition. How's that sound? Hey, thank you very much for uh, giving me a call. Sounds good. This has been a WCMP production.